0: Hey there, Cape Cod. It's High Noon on Wednesday. Time for another episode of Life with Gwen. I'm Gwen Friss. I work in the Features Department here at the Cape Cod Times, and I get to meet a lot of interesting people. Now, some of them are coming to visit us and stay for a chat, and we get to see what our neighbors are doing. I'd like to introduce all of you to Susan Mendoza Friedman, a dance teacher and someone who started a very important organization here on the Cape. And before we start, Susan, if you folks have questions for Susan, feel free to um, write—you know—to write them down, and we'll get them to her. She'll answer them live now. Or if you can't join us now, you can always watch the show later on at with LifeWithGwen.
1: So, Susan, welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here on site at the Cape Cod Times because I have so many friends here who help us with advertising throughout um, the years, and it's nice to finally be here in the trenches with everybody here at the Cape Cod Times. And in
0: the middle of winter, we bring you to a studio where it's always summer. Yes, Yes, I I like
1: that. that. Yes,
0: thank (laughs) you. Now, you. you are the founder, the creator of Dancing for a Cure. That's correct. And
1: that started uh, 11 years ago? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2006, my best friend, who had been my college roommate, Karen Sheck, was diagnosed with stage 3 ovarian cancer, and she lived in New York at the time, and I was here on the Cape. I was a studio owner, and I felt very helpless. I found out how deadly this disease was, and um, by the next year, um, 2007, I had started a A small organization called dancing for a cure which grew out of my own studio and What I found was there were other people who were interested in raising money for ovarian cancer And we also had three moms at that time who were undergoing treatment for breast cancer So we coupled those two together and so decided to fund research for those two we felt it was really important So the organization started just with a little holiday performance in my 25 by 50 studio We packed 100 people into the studio and we had nutcracker dances and some performers from the Cape would come and then we had survivors or people in treatment who would speak and their children would speak about the importance of the fundraiser and it was a very touching holiday event and we raised about seven thousand dollars and we thought we were doing really well and then it grew and grew um, to the point where three years later we needed to move the venue to the Barnstable High School and the the holiday event continued every year, and it was a wonderful event. We had people coming down from Boston and speaking and our researchers, and and then we started to make a lot more money than just the little $7,000 every weekend. And the organization grew and encompassed more and more people, and it, it just has been rolling right along. And now, 11 years later, um, we've raised over $375,000.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. When you think about how a friendship and wanting to do something for your friend is touching so many people. And you talked to me a little bit about the fact that you work with Dana-Farber and right. uh, the research is,
1: That's right. is uh,
0: really changing. Um, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Well, when we first started, we got connected with Friends of Dana-Farber, which is an arm of Dana-Farber, and they um, focus on women's cancers research as well as patient care. And we really loved being a part of that. Um, group because you can, um, specifically pick the researchers and their projects that you want to donate your money to, which feels very, very good and meaningful to us because sometimes when you donate to large organizations, whether it's a cancer organization or any organization, you don't really know where that money is going. I'm exactly like that Yes, too. you exactly. like to hands on. Yeah, stuff. so we have made amazing relationships actually with some of the researchers. Um, Dr. Guerrero, who is one of those people, um, really attributes some of the big breakthroughs that she's made just by the contributions that we've made to her research. And she comes down and joins us for our events and so forth. So that's been extremely rewarding. And I understand that, um,
0: and this often happens, you know, when you find the busy person who's doing things, you ask them to do more, you're on the board now for uh,
1: exactly Friends of Jennifer. I felt really comfortable with, that, with this group. They've done amazing things, and they support us as well. And um, so I, I go up once a month, and I, I sit on the board of the Friends, and that's been a great, great rewarding part of my life right now.
0: Well, Susan and I chatted a bit about her friend and about some of the folks who were involved with the organization early on. So I'm going to ask you to tell the, the sure. story about the bracelet and perhaps oh, show us the bracelet.
1: Sure. Um, so this is, <laughs> if the viewers can see it, this is my um, bracelet and Karen and I, um, after we um, left college and went our different ways. She was in New York and I was here on the Cape. We used to meet every year in New London, Connecticut, because it was halfway. And being that we both were shoppers, we were always shopping during that weekend. <laughs> and we always would buy ourselves something that was the same that we could take home and keep so as a remember. Each have a copy we each would have it. So it if was. it was a pair of pajamas, we both had the same pair of pajamas, or if it was a trinket or whatever. So one year we really spurge splurged and we bought these 14 very cold bracelets oh my goodness (laughs) and yes but Karen loved um jewelry so we each bought one of those and then a little morbidly we said to each other whoever dies first the bracelet needs to go to the husband of the other person who was who was still alive so that she could have both. And, you know, we just kind of poo-pooed the whole thing. And then lo and behold, many, many, many years later when she was very ill, she said to me, I want you to have this now. So she gave it to me and then, I'm gonna get a little choked up, but. That's okay, I (laughs) am too. I'm sure our our viewers are. So um, after she passed away, um, my bracelet, Actually broke, and I brought it to the jewelers, and I said I want them to be um, soldered together, and so they did.
0: <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. It, uh, it. I think that that um, the other thing that came, you know, from your wonderful friendship, your longtime
1: friendship, is is you made a promise to her. I did when she was very sick at at the end. Um, actually, I was helping her up from the toilet, and she hugged me and she said, "Promise me you'll never give up." So that's why I continue on. That's how this all started. And uh, now we
0: have a couple of comments uh, from uh, Cindy. I don't know how to say your last name, but I'm going to give it a shot. Farquhar? you think is this someone you Park know one. no oh okay uh she says that she loves the idea that that uh, you're doing these things and and using your your dance experience and from Karen Watkins uh she's very impressed uh with the amount that you've raised you know and the value that's gone into that Um, So thank you. Thanks, guys, for writing in. If you have questions or I think that um, we may not be going in order here, but one of the important things we want to emphasize is that this is happening every year. So maybe you should remind us Mm -hmm. of when and where and sure. And
1: one very important fact, you don't have to be a dancer. Exactly. So um, our holiday performances, which I had mentioned, was the beginning of um, the work that we did. Um, ha- are not continuing anymore. We, we, um, had our last performance in 2013. But our marathons, which started eight years ago, do continue. And so this year at Mashpee High School on February 10th, we will be holding our eighth annual dance marathon, which is, <laughs> that might be somebody close to you we'll read that in a minute yeah my husband so um, we'll have our 8th annual dance marathon and this is such a feel good event and it is a family event we have little ones who are barely walking and we have 80 year olds who are much more than walking they're dancing and um This started um, with the idea that was based on an old-fashioned marathon. So everyone comes and they get a a number. And you can dance for four hours um, or you don't have to dance at all. You can just come and sit in our very comfortable gym bleachers and um, just cheer everybody on. There'll be um, some special performances by groups from the Cape and off the Cape. And there'll be uh, first first time ever a freestyle dance marathon, which is a hip-hop kind of thing. Um, which is going to be a lot of fun. Sort of like a dance throwdown Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's a battle. And so for like 30 seconds, you come into the ring and you hit it with your best stuff, and then the next person comes in and the next person comes oh, in. And, and at the end, we're going to make a little money from it, so you're going to put a dollar in their jar, whoever you want, to win the battle. Excellent. And so it's another way for us to raise and a little that, bit of money. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It
0: uh, and the interesting thing as we say is you can just come and watch and appreciate all this. Exactly. Talent. Um, and uh, it's not something that you have to feel like you're going to be asked to dance or, or pressed into dancing. No. Unless you come with someone who presses
1: you into dancing. That's right. And then that's your own problem. You know, we, we don't have any responsibility for that. Well, this year we we have a large group coming from Plymouth from the Fred Astaire Dance Studio and they're bringing about, I don't know, 40 or 50 people who are just um, love to do ballroom dancing, but not the kind where you think they're doing foxtrot and the Wallace and so forth. They do really contemporary things. So oh. they're going to lead us in the hustle and the salsa and the jive and um merengue and just fun to contemporary music so that will be fun and the cape cod country kickers are a great bunch of adults who do country line dancing so it's really i want to stress for all ages and again you don't have to be out on the dance floor but i bet at some point you're going to want to get out there and dance to some oldie
0: yeah it's um, from what you've told me about it, it's, uh, it's almost like a party atmosphere. Uh, well, let's get the details. Dan. Yes. you want to pick up? The sure.: poster?
1: Sure. I hope everybody out there um, has seen this around town. and um, so it's going to be at Mashpee High School on February 10th. We do have a snow date on the 11th, which we hope we don't have to use. And it's from five to 9 p.m. Uh, the doors do open at four for those of people who have not pre-registered. You can buy a ticket online if you go to our website at dancingforacure.net and you can purchase your ticket there Mm -hmm. so if you are pre-registered you are guaranteed to get a t-shirt and um at the event there'll be um refreshments and there's a huge raffle table and silent auction items with with things that you just will not not believe they're just absolutely great so i hope you'll take a look at this poster if you see it spend a minute and and just um find out all the great things that are happening so it's five to nine on february 10th and uh be there at b square now are there tickets out the door or do you need to get them ahead of time okay so there are tickets and there are family prices right yes there's a family discount so if you come with some with the family one person would pay twenty dollars and the other people in the family would pay fifteen dollars And uh, And I also want to add one other thing, we do have folks from all over the country who donate $20 $20 admission fee for the, for somebody who can't afford it. So, um, oh, like a scholarship. exactly. So if somebody were to contact me and say, I would love to come, but I don't have the $20 entry fee. I can certainly comp them that because I have at this moment about 12 tickets that have been donated for somebody who cannot afford it. Or if
0: maybe it's a large family or something. That's right. You know, so, so they should
1: definitely they contact, contact me it. through the, mm-hmm. through the Facebook page or through our website. And we can de- definitely, um, hook you up with a ticket.
0: We have some comments, but we'll get right back to those comments, I think, because I did want to finish with uh, uh, talking a little bit about this year's event. And it's sort of a party atmosphere because I'm going to go ahead and put these on. (laughs) I know that one year you sold these to raise money, and you guys made them. Yes, And, uh, you know, I actually have some cat ears at home, so I'm quite comfortable in this. they uh, look nice in this. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It uh, freaks the cats out a little bit at home, but uh, I don't wear them all that often. But, you know, so you get the idea that it's a party and it's kind of a fun thing. If you want to dance, you can. And mostly in the end, um, we're talking about raising money that is going very directly to help patients, um, many from the Cape, um, and uh, to help patients who are, are struggling against these really difficult diseases and to help create cures individual cures almost Uh, we have a comment uh from karen that says promise me you'll never give up it's well said and that's that's so true because you know the thing with cancer research now as i'm sure you know being on the board is is that every day we're seeing news come out about new personalized um different approaches to various cancers, you know, including ovarian and breast yes. cancer, and you know, every day that that we have people surviving gives new hope because things are moving so quickly. We
1: feel really confident um, that that's on the horizon, and and at Dana Farber, which we feel is cutting edge in terms of the research um, nowadays, it's it's not just a one size fits all chemo for for people as it was many, many years ago. They're looking at the individual, and the genotherapy um, breakthroughs are amazing. And those that we are supporting are doing that kind of cutting-edge research, so we feel really, really good about that um, at Dana-Farber. Yeah.
0: And, um, you know, you and I spoke about the fact that uh, where you still teach mm-hmm. uh, at, where is it? You teach at Katuit now? I'm at the Katuit Center for the Arts and Turning Point in Falmouth. But And at the time when this all started, you mm-hmm. had your own studio in Hyannis. I so you're working with young people yes. and not only developing their dance skills, but many of them volunteered to help yes. with this effort. And it's made lasting impact on their life getting yes. involved in uh, work like this so early on. Um we, we have a comment. Sorry, I'll interrupt you. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Ayana who we met a couple of weeks ago is saying that she
1: loves the headband. Thanks, Ayana. <laughs> and if <laughs> so and if she comes that. this year, um what we're having instead of the ears is we're doing inspirational tattoos ah. um and also face painting. So oh, that's fun. A, so that's something new that we're doing. But I would love to talk about the young people because one of the goals when we first started, and I had a very large dance studio in Hyannis, was we wanted the young girls and women there to know about the diseases. Most of them had been touched in some way by cancer, and we we wanted them to see that it was an important uh, important. Um, Thing for them to do and to um, be a part of so i feel like we really did that in a lot of ways and i want to just if you don't mind i can just show all. up this this was um you let's me see if we can that? see that yeah, yeah so we'll this go. so this was our very early um Poster that we used and we still do, and these were three young ladies, our older dancers, who are um, in the picture. And actually, one of our students took the photograph, which was beautiful. And they people would say it's a very sad picture, but we would say it really shows some of the different um, emotions of dance of cancer, um, the sadness, the hope, and and we really think it was depicted in this. And the interesting thing about these three young ladies is that. This is Erin, and she is still working with Dancing for a Cure and will be one of the dance captains at our event. And this is Shayla, and she owns her own dance studio in New Hampshire. And this is Rachel. And Rachel went on to um, pursue a degree in in medicine and she's now in medical school in Alabama and she tells me that Dancing for a Cure is one of the reasons that she got into medical school because she had worked so hard for so many years on Dancing for a Cure, she wrote about it in her essay and talked about it at her interview for admission to this medical school and when she got accepted, she called me up and she was screaming and she says, I am absolutely convinced it's because of Dancing for a Cure that I got accepted to medical school. So I love that story. It's, it's yeah. just wonderful how yeah. this has yeah. become, you know, now are they doing for other people, but it's affecting
0: who who they are and how they approach the yeah. world. Yeah. And also spreading um, an awareness uh, yeah. of these cancers and, and um, you know, the need to be vigilant. Right. You
1: know? We also incorporate the event with um, high schoolers. Of course, they're there as leaders and as dancers and so forth. But we have one particular young lady. Um, her name is Danielle Shea. And for her senior project... Um, dancing for a cure is is her senior project. And so she works um, timelessly with me on this event and does all the aspects. She's learning about fundraising. She's learning about how you put on a, a fundraising event. And um, she is the ambassador for, the Mashpee High School. I also have ambassadors at many of the other high schools here on the Cape who spread the word about the event by putting up these posters and by getting the announcement in in their um, high school or middle school and just spreading the word to um, their friends to come. So it's nice to get them involved. Many of them have been touched by cancer, and that's the reason why they reached out to me. Mm -hmm. And um, some of them just think it's a good cause. And um, I have to say that Mm -hmm. most of the People we come in touch with, in some way, shape, or form, have been touched by cancer. Yeah, unfortunately. In fact, we have a, a question from uh, Sean Campbell, who is
0: is saying uh, that he heard the Cape has the highest rates of uh, cancer, and if so, any idea why? I um I I don't know if that's something that you want to tackle. I know that uh, we've written about it, and and I could refer him to some of those stories, but. If you
1: right, I, I'm not a researcher, right. and I don't know we're if we're not all doctors. My facts. Yeah, yeah, we're not so. doctors, but I do know that the incident of breast cancer, in particular, is higher on the Cape than it is statewide. Um, it probably is also also nationally. Um, I know for many years we were trying to find what the reason for that was. I don't know if anybody conclusively came up with with what it was, um, but I do know that the startling facts that in in your lifetime. Um, one in five women will be diagnosed with some sort of cancer and one in three men will be diagnosed with some sort of cancer and that's pretty startling
0: if you look around you there there's almost every family is is affected is touched by by cancer in one way or another Um, as i was telling you i lost my cousin on her 40th birthday Mm. to ovarian cancer it's uh it's something that's 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 so complicated and um but but this is exactly what you guys are doing and and i should say that what many people are doing in different ways you know it occurs to me that there are so many things that that people can get involved with and can help but the idea is to to and you're a perfect example of this is to pick one and just start working did you can you tell me a little bit about something you may have um, learned along the way as you were building what is is now quite a, a Big
1: organization. It is. Um, what I I guess the biggest thing I learned along the way is how resilient people are who are diagnosed with cancer. I am just amazed. I always feel like I'm on a cancer journey, even though I myself have not had cancer, but it's it is partially a cancer journey because of the people that I meet, especially because Karen is the one that first brought me along on her cancer journey. But I am amazed at people who are diagnosed, how resilient they are how hopeful they are, how spiritual they are, how beautiful they are. And I'm, I always feel like, you know, when I'm having a bad day and something, you know, is bothering me because, I'm, you know, my car is broken or somebody didn't show up on time to fix something at my house, and I say, but I don't have cancer, and I feel really lucky. And I am just inspired by the others that I have met along the way. And I think that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. And the other thing is that little pieces together can make a big difference. Because especially today, um, with funding that is not, you know, is drying up quite a bit on the national level to places like Dana-Farber, that little organizations like ours and little events like ours, and they are really little in the scope, in the scope of things, do add up to make a difference. So I feel um, very proud of that, that we are able to support and in some way help these researchers because they might not have the money from other places that they did years ago.
0: And you, speaking of uh, people who are cancer survivors, um, we didn't mention yet but this year's MC for uh, the event is Christine Ernst yes who many people may know on the Cape because uh, she does talk about her cancer in her um, mm-hmm. in her one-woman show mm-hmm. she's very funny she's very warm um, and uh, she doesn't take any sass <laughs> this is true <laughs> so that's Christine she will be a lot of fun yeah. at the helm for you on she will. Uh, February 10th when you're at there mm-hmm. at Mashpee High School mm-hmm. if you're just joining us on life with Gwen this This is Susan Mendoza-Friedman, and we're talking about the organization Dancing for a Cure and their upcoming annual marathon um, and what can be expected. You know, I have to uh, hold this up and have you explain this to us. Because These are our, This is just such great fun. You only brought us one shoe.
1: I only brought you one shoe, and and this is another example of how the young people at the high school help us with different things. All of the, you know, the cutting and the pasting and the decorations. These are our trophies, and during the course of the night, um, we have people who are watching. All of the spectators, I mean, this we are watching the marathoners who are dancing for special people who would receive a, a, a um, trophy. And because the sneakers is kind of our little special logo, we use the sneaker as a trophy. And this one, I think, is the best couple. We have best dancer dude and the tiniest dancer and the most energetic dancer. And so those are kind of fun.
0: Yes, I have to ask you: Are these real sneakers? Because if you guys could hold this yes. as I am right now, yes, very light. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, they are. So.
1: This year, um, they were actually donated to us by Color Me Mine and Mashpee, and the kids at the high school are, are decorating them. So every year we have to come up with some different sneakers, but they're always sneakers. Yeah.
0: And in addition to reassuring anyone who does not want to dance that you can come and observe, have some snacks, there'll be food for sale. Oh, yes. There'll be, you don't even have to wear the cat ears. I just like them. Um, and I did take them off. We'll have to make sure these go home with you, <laughs> yeah, uh, Susan. Maybe
1: I can show them the T-shirt that if they come early enough or they pre-register, they will get a T-shirt that looks like this, which is a great, great logo. Um that was designed by Kirsten Wixson, and you also have an opportunity to go to the decorating table if you want to um, embellish it, if you want to color it in, you can do that. And last year's T-shirt, which I'm wearing, I don't know if you can read it, which was a really special T-shirt. It wasn't a typical logo, but it says, "Um, One day we will dance in celebration, but today we dance for a cure. Okay,
0: stop doing those things
1: (laughs) and bring us both into tears. (laughs) Okay, um, we need some tissues. touching. Well, we, we do have emergency breakout. we do have
0: tissues. Um, it. Uh, we have another comment from Sean Campbell who is saying to you, keep up the great work, thank you. What a, a touching thing, we appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but uh, there were a couple of other things that I wanted to ask you about. Um, if people are at the event, um, it's it's not a marathon like in the '50s style where you imagine you know girls in poodle skirts and sneakers you know and and their dance partners sort of leaning on each other because they can't stand up anymore.
1: They shoot this horses, is, don't they? Pardon me. They shoot horses, don't they? That was the movie oh, where yeah. they did that. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the movie show. I no, actually don't no, know that scene. No.
0: But um, um, this is more like someone is dancing at all times. Exactly. The, you know, demonstration or Mm -hmm. or join in dancing or whatever and it's it's really more of a of a way of um, you know to to be honest here of raising money as much money as possible to fight cancer and to care for people who are struggling with these cancers
1: there are there will be many people there who are survivors one of the people on our committee is actually currently in treatment for ovarian cancer and she will be there with an honorary team. We do have honorary teams, we have four this year where people have come together for um, somebody who is in treatment or in memory of someone and they have a song dedicated for that person at the event. So um, it is a really feel-good type of night because with the great music, you have to feel good. Um, but it also makes people know that they're coming together for a really good cause. And, of course, we want to raise more than we did last year. Mm-hmm. So the goal is more than $25,000 on February 10th. Wow. And how many people are you hoping to, to bring in? Last year we had about 500 people uh, in attendance, and we're hoping for more. The gym can certainly pack them in. For sure. It's, a, it's such a wonderful dedication to the
0: folks who are there, and um, it, it's an opportunity for people to, to help a cause and to to have fun. And, you know, the other thing that I was unsure about was that I didn't know if, if dancers were pledged by how long they stayed on the floor or that sort of thing. And yes. You were telling me that that's part of it, but you also have people – who are involved. Um, you told me about a little girl yes. and her friends. Can yes. you tell
1: that story? Yeah, so um, if if anybody would like to raise the money on their own, there are pledge sheets and they can go out in any way and raise money. And the top three fundraisers do get a prize and get acknowledged at the event. And some of the students, um, I know four for instance at Turning Point have gone out on their own and they just set up a table at Stop and Shop or wherever and they're raising money. Um, on their own and because they feel like it's an important thing to do. And I I'm just so gratified and A lot of money. Yeah. I mean it's just it's just great. Two hundred
0: dollars that. that
1: afternoon. She yeah, this yep. little one raised two hundred and sixteen dollars just the other day. They're gonna go out on Super Bowl Sunday. They think they're gonna get a lot of people too. <laughs>
0: and you know, as a parent I have to say that that uh your raising you know when they get involved and they help young you know when they're uh young people it it sort of creates a a lifelong um for some people a lifelong habit of philanthropy and i can't think of anything better you know um the only other thing would be that that uh um that you know inch by inch day by day you know we're getting closer to those cures because of groups like yours and others that are are working to to make sure that happens now was there a, a favorite song that you
1: shared with your friend um you mean with karen yes a favorite song no, she no, I don't think we have a favorite just the shopping, song. Huh? <laughs> the shopping was something that we shared a lot of, but I do know that because she was alive for 8 years while she battled and my organization at that time was just chugging right along, she was so proud of of everything that we did and the last show that we have she was actually too ill to Um, attend and we somehow I don't know some techie person simulcasted it on live on the internet and she got to see it Um, so that was really really terrific but I know she would be very proud of what I was doing
0: I thank you so much for coming Susan because your message is so important and that's one of the things we try to do here is to you know to chat to get out information one more time on the details
1: yes February 10th hope you'll see these out on the streets starting this weekend. It's um the dance marathon for cancer and it's February 10th from 5 to 9 at Mashpee High School come early to make sure that you get a t-shirt and to get yourself a good spot on the floor and get yourself a number and help us raise lots of money. It's going to be really a fun time.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Thank you all for being with us. And uh, come on out to the marathon. Let's all get on board and and um, and help to to find a cure for breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Yeah, thank you, Gwen. We <laughs> make a nice catch. <laughs>